and we have Ann Morrison here with uh, more. We just were talking about the glassy debris of this uh, Gakau Range uh, volcanic super caldera underneath, uh, I guess, around the, just south of the North Pole. That's that's pretty significant, isn't it, Ann? Yes. So uh, uh, what, what does that mean in terms of uh, danger to coastal areas in North and South America, Asia? What does it mean in terms of climate uh, or pyroplastic debris, for example, most people aren't aware that pyroplastic debris can be carried thousands of miles that it can affect crops. For example, the, uh, the uh, crops affected in Europe after a lot of volcanic activity in the early 1800s um, uh, that affected crops in Europe and France just before the French Revolution. Well, yeah, that was from, um, from volcanic activity on Iceland. Right. And it was such a a gigantic producer of ash and glass fragments. Um, some of the livestock died because the glass fragments got into their grass, and then they ate the grass. And, yeah. Well, or, or they breathed it. Actually, I've heard reports that were reported that when they breathed in the glass fragments, their airways they actually bled to death and suffocated in their own blood and mucus uh, because it shattered and literally lacerated their airways. Yes, I was going into that much detail. Yeah. Normally, seafloor volcanoes don't—they're uh, not pyroclastic. But they found these these glass um, fragments up there by the by the North Pole, right. and they say, "Well, that's the result of pyroclastic flow." So this is very unusual because at those pressures and those temperatures, because this is on the bottom of the ocean, right. you would expect that that the um, magma would just kind of flow out like it does over in Hawaii. And by the way, the lava in Hawaii has reached the ocean, and so people are going over there to see that. Wow. And, yeah. It's, it's building the island belt bigger. Now, if you're seeing, if you're, if, can we tie this to the uh, melting from below and the Iceland uh, superglacier? Oh, well... I mean Greenland, the Greenland glacier, because it's not only melting from ultraviolet light from above, but there's some melting activity occurring from below, which is really weird, and you wonder or speculate what it is. Yeah, what's happening is that as it uh, melts from the top, it forms uh, rivulets. It, it doesn't just run off the ice. There's like lakes. There's ice lakes on the top ice. of Greenland. Right. And the, and the water collects... You know, the water is cold, but it's not freezing. So it's warmer than the uh, glacier. And what happens is it makes its way down to the the ground. I mean, uh, Greenland is a huge piece of, it's a, I don't even think you can call it an island. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost a continent in itself. It's yeah, it's big. pretty big. It's big. And so, so um, they have uh, the, the, the ice melts beneath the ice are uh, are slippery. They're making the glacier speed its movement towards the ocean. So, in uh, other words, it's so in other words, it's, it's creating a hydroviscous layer so it can slide quicker toward the ocean. Yes, and they hadn't figured that into their models because they just thought it would melt from the top and and then. Uh, uh, you know, cool the the uh, the ocean up there, 
And uh, but what's happening is that it's running out into the water around Greenland, especially south of Greenland, and it's um, because it's fresh water. Now you understand that that ice that is in a glacier is not salt water. It's fresh water, yeah. It's fresh water, and so it's uh, what does it do when it gets to the ocean? It sits on top of the ocean because ah. because of the salinity pump because of the salinity difference and it used to be that the gulf stream would go up around scandinavia and then uh, come back uh, around iceland and then uh, to the southern part of greenland and because they had this fresh water on top of the salt water that's called a salinity pump the gulf stream would then dive down and then it would return around Africa back into India where it would warm up again. So that was the conveyor system. Ah, okay. Well, we still have that, but because the ice is melting on Greenland, and in fact it's melting at an accelerating rate, you know, things that they predicted would happen in uh, 2050 uh, will probably happen in 2030 because of this uh, fact that the ice melt is going down to the bottom of the glacier and then helping it move off of Greenland. And uh, so what's happening is that this fresh water, this cold water, is moving south. And if you look at the Navy maps, you can see that. If you look at the anomaly of the temperature, then you can see that where it was once uh, fairly warm, I mean, it was where the ice melt of Greenland was fairly close to the to Greenland, it is now uh, further south, and it's almost at uh, Maine. So that means that the salinity pump then has moved from the tip of Greenland to uh, offshore the northeast of the United States. Off of Maine and Nova Scotia, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Now that salinity pump means that not only will it shove the uh, North Atlantic drift further down toward the ocean floor, but maybe do you think it could be circulating back up toward Greenland and going hitting below the uh, the ice shelf and below the glacier? Because there is no ice shelf. The ice shelf is gone. It's gone completely. Okay, so is it possible that somehow there's some porosity? For example, they possibly the, there's a lot of porosity off the uh, peninsula that we have here from the uh, Baja California. That's about a thousand miles long. That there's actually a water flow from the uh, the uh, from the uh, Pacific Ocean that may actually be going through channels directly into the Sea of Cortez? Well, I have heard that um, submarines have explored, um, uh, I guess you, well, I call them caves, and that's how I would yeah, caves, the nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. And they, some of the, uh, at least several submarines went in there to investigate the cating, and some of them didn't come back out. Right. So I don't know if it goes all the way through Baja, yeah, what California. I, what I've heard from some of my military sources is that some of these caves are monstrous and they go hundreds of miles into the yeah. Baja. Yeah. But whether the submarine can get out of them after yeah, they well, get in there. Yeah, well, how, do you, how are you going to track it? I mean, your GPS isn't going to work if you're down underneath the you know, giant overburden of rock. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you look at the stars? I mean, how do you navigate? I don't know. 
but the, the, I don't know the details of that. You probably know more about that than I do. But yes, there are huge caves. Now, you know in Louisiana, you know, all this flooding and everything that's happening, one of the reasons it's happening is because the south end of Louisiana, like at New Orleans, there's subsidence. Well, okay. Do we know what causes the subsidence? Yes, the gas and oil industry. They're, they're pulling out the oil that is underneath the ground in uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and also they point some of them up like they do off the coast of California. They, they have some of those wells that just uh, go under uh, Louisiana, and they so, uh, go up the oil, yeah. Oh, yeah, so they're pulling out the oil, and the actual ground is dropping. When I heard that this happened also the Kazakh uh, super tsunami was they pulled out the oil and put uh, water down, which has a different specific gravity, and this caused a subduction fault, uh, you know, explosion that caused that giant tsunami to kill at least a quarter million plus people. So it could have been. I don't, you know I'm not aware. Well, that's, their, I'm, that's, their, that's the oil speculators that I've contacted directly. They're experts in, in Aceh, and they said it was because their the uh, Exxon Mobil was actually pumping out and putting in water in the fault zones where they knew the subduction fault zone area. And so mm-hmm. you take out the overburden uh, you know, of, of giant rocks down there, so the seafloor moved to there. Uh, what I heard moved up to as much as half a mile. Wow. In a, in a zone there, like a giant pump. And it, yeah. when it moved, it created this super tsunami. And it wasn't that big an area, but it, what happened is that there was a, a basically... I think a drop in one area and a rise in another area of the seafloor, and that acts as like a piston. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a new tectonic plate that is formed in that area off to the uh, east of um, the uh, Sumatra and Andaman Islands. Right. And they now have another tectonic plate, and probably because uh, during that 50-foot drop and rise, total combined that uh, you know I just broke the crust there and now we've got a new tectonic plate in the area wow that's so, a lot of force if you actually break the crust of the earth well it's happening off of Portugal there's a new tectonic plate that is forming off of the coast of Portugal wow yeah yeah uh, so uh, we've got the ice melting at its bottom at the bottom of the glacier and uh, there's enough liquid water there for the ice to flow faster. And uh, so the climate change due to that is going to happen faster. And uh, so the, they've looked at the models of the ice sheet, and then they studied the layers that compose the ice sheet itself. And uh, then they looked at the ice surface speed. And... Uh, <laughs> What they, what they decided was this whole thing is going to happen faster than we expected. In other words, the sea level rise is going, when the water on top of Greenland gets into the ocean, it's going to cause a rise of 90 feet. Now, one of the things that we need to concentrate on is what is actually causing the ice to melt so fast on the surface. And I've talked to uh, various uh, scientists on this, and... It turns out that infrared light will melt a very thin layer of water on the top surface that can refreeze, but ultraviolet light uh, penetrates very deep into ice, like you know, a number of meters. 
And that's why, for example, now you can go in a pool. I've noticed it in our pool, and I'm, I literally get in the pool like immediately at the end of the day. So I'm not getting in there at 2 or 3. I'm getting in there at like 4, 35 o'clock. But I've tanned right down to my feet because the higher energy ultraviolet light penetrates through water and ice meters. It doesn't just go for a few millimeters. And so we get giant literally clefts in the ice where the, it's liquid down, you know, a number of meters down rather than just a matter of millimeters. Oh, yeah. So I, I've suspected that the ultraviolet light, because it's higher energy, uh, yeah. is penetrating far deeper and it's doing different things to the ice than we've never seen before because the last 24 years, there's a shift from 23% UV, B, C, and D ultraviolet light. We talked about this with less EMF uh, to now over 73 to 74% is higher energy light. Well, the, NASA took a picture. when We had a um, flare that came off the sun, and it had, they call it an extreme UV uh, light right. that comes off with it. And it just happened that the, that the um, ozone, there was an ozone hole over Greenland at that time, and the UV melted the ice on the top of Greenland. Right. So yes, UV light will melt ice. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, you know, after the you know the globe is is turning, and so it moved Greenland away from the. <laughs> well, the flare flared out. I don't know how long it lasted. It might have lasted an hour, and all that time the UV light was shining on on Greenland. And they took a picture of it and published it, and it's up on the Internet someplace. Yeah, and that's amazing. Just one hour of high-energy ultraviolet light shining on one area melted a lot of ice, didn't it? It did. And uh, we can expect that uh, because of that, we have to remember that, that uh, Antarctica, can the same thing can happen to Antarctica. Greenland yeah. is the last ice sheet in the Northern Hemisphere. The other thing that's interesting is that there's a massive increase in methane hydrates being released from the ocean floor everywhere, even off of Pendleton Marine Corps base here. But all over the world, there's methane hydrates being bubbled up from below not only the permafrost, but also the open oceans, etc. Something's going on with the Earth that's actually releasing methane hydrates from the ocean floor, too. Well, um, yeah, okay. Let's talk about the Arctic Ocean again. Um, you know, as the as that channel opened, the Northwest Passage, you remember Henry Hudson? <laughs> yeah, that's why they're talking about even new supercarriers taking containers across from Asia to the eastern United States through the Northwest Passage, which, uh, you know, Henry Hudson actually was trying to find the Northwest Passage, that's why they call it Hudson's Bay. But yeah. now it may actually be physically open to giant container ships, so you don't need to go to, uh, uh, you know, to airports, for example, one in, in British Columbia is, is two days closer than going yeah. to... Uh, to ports in, say, California, like San Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they can actually go through the Northwest Passage, and it'll be even quicker. Yeah. Anyway, so a Russian trawler, I mean, all the countries that have an interest in the Arctic, which is Canada, the United States, Russia, Denmark, and I forget who else, uh, uh, Greenland, oh, the Netherlands, they, um, they've been sending up vessels there, and some of them are submarine vessels, and uh, but the, they had sent up a sailing vessel, and uh, the scientist on board saw the ocean boiling. And he said, wow. well, "Yeah, well, let me finish." Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't really boiling. It was. They got over and they investigated it, and it was bubbling, wow. and it was bubbling from the release of methane. Right. 
from the methane hydrates. So that is, you know, the ice that was on top of the Arctic was holding the methane hydrates in, uh, was holding them as methane hydrates because of the pressure it exerted. Right. When you get rid of the ice, you get rid of the pressure. And then the methane starts bubbling out of the hydrates. Yeah. And by, by the way, methane gets to the upper atmosphere. It persists in the upper troposphere uh, up to like 50 miles up, and it'll persist for six months or longer. And it's a very part, 20 times stronger in terms of greenhouse gas effect and carbon dioxide. So it really is a danger to cause a massive spike in temperature and also blow the, uh, the jet stream. So it can do weird things to the climate. And uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, it said that BP was actually trying to mine the methane hydrates. They weren't looking for oil at that time. They were actually drilling into the methane hydrates, hoping how, how, to. How deep do you think the methane hydrates are south of Louisiana, where this happened? How how deep in, from the ocean floor, from the surface of the ocean floor to the deepest portion of where they think the methane hydrates are based on ground penetrating radar? Uh, well, I thought they were going into the continental shelf. I didn't realize right. they were. Uh, they go straight down. If you go straight down, how deep is it from the ocean floor further deep where the giant deposits are? Because apparently, according to energy experts, there's 2,000 times more energy stored as methane hydrates in the ocean floor. Many of them as little balls. But there's 2,000 times more energy than all the oil, uh, gas, and coal on the planet. Well, that's because um, hydrates are such an efficient form uh, efficient way of storing energy. Right, but it's two right. miles deep. In some places, it's two miles. And the volume uh, from the ocean floor in cubic centimeters increases over 680 times when it reaches the surface. So if you have a methane hydrate surge, you can actually create a giant methane hydrate surge induced tsunami. So that's one of the reasons why the United Nations, if you look at, at satellite photos, all the UN vehicles after this disaster happened in Macondo. They've moved all the UN vehicles 100 miles inland from the from the Gulf of Mexico coast. Well, yeah, and at one time the the methane hydrates were accumulating as a big ball of methane on the bottom of the Gulf floor, and uh, physicists did the calculations, and he said if that ball of methane doesn't just dribble up to the surface, but if it rises as a bubble of methane. This is a big bubble. Right. And if it gets ignited, like from the flare from an adjacent uh, well, right? right. Or rain, you know. you would, a person standing 10 miles away would get burned on their bare skin. Wow. That's a lot of power. That's We're a talking lot about of power. power. We're talking about the power in the range of like in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Uh, actually, the... Who is it? I think it's the Japanese are trying to mine methane hydrates. Yeah, that's so scary, scary stuff. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. 
Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. NNARepublic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. People love to shop. What if you could shop and it was actually good for you? What if you could actually purchase items that bettered your life? What goes into your body is important to what quality of life you have. How about shopping for items that better your health? GetTheTea.com is that shopping place. We're not only tea, even though that's our number one seller. We are about helping your health. There's Colostrum LD for those of you with autoimmune troubles. The product helps your stomach get on track. GI problems produce pain. Get relief with Colostrum. LD. How about some fat burners or maybe some joint aid or a power cleanse? There's so much to tell you with very little time. So get help health-wise at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Or you can call our friendly operators at 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Get help and relief by going shopping. Shop at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Serving people with great products for over eight years. Getthetea.com. Yes, and welcome back. Uh, we have uh, a caller as well. Um, we're talking, looking at a specific map, which, of course, you'll refer to when you go to twiland.info and also when you see the videos, which will notify you if you've signed up on uh, live stream. Uh, that map is uh, shows Greenland. Uh, can you describe it? And then we're going to take our caller in a minute here. Um, yes. It, well, it shows where the ice has left uh, the outer boundary of Greenland, and that's in white. And then it also shows where the melting is occurring. And you'll see that the melting is occurring far in the center of Greenland. I mean, it's not all, it's not like uh, something man would do. You know, it's bumpy and everything else. But it's amazing how much heat there is in the middle of Greenland melting the ice. And then the blue shows the uh, original glacier. And you can see that at least 
I would say half of the glacier is uh, actively melting at this time. Yeah, so in other words, the next events I would expect would be to see what uh, we call uh, uh, glacial quakes. In other words, the, the actual macro fractures of these, of these uh, giant chunks of ice, uh, and then they'll start to move uh, at much faster paces as they break up into smaller pieces. Oh, absolutely. And that's why we're, we're not saying it's linear anymore. They thought it would be a linear melt from the top. And that's what their models were built to show. I wonder why it's not a linear melt. I mean, is that the idea they think it was just infrared light? Because ultraviolet light causes a nonlinear melt and cracking. Uh, and also, we don't know what's going on under the, the belly or the bottom of this uh, giant, uh, you know, um, glacier. Well, they're saying that the, the ice melt is getting to the bottom and then providing a slippery surface. Yeah, but I wonder if there's anything underneath it. In other words, is there methane hydrates being released underneath it? Is there volcanism down there? Is there any other activity occurring that might be altering it as well? You start asking We don't know. No, it's a a land mass. Right. And at one time, it was green. Yeah, I can imagine that. Now, imagine now, it takes 100 years to make, I think, what is it, a... a foot of, of ice. So you can imagine just how long this has been in there. Oh, yeah. this is. We're seeing the devastation. We're seeing a devastation of something that took millions of years, right. at least hundreds of thousands of years to build. Yeah, amazing. So, in um, our life. Yeah, that's really pretty amazing. Um, is it time to move on to the climate uh, stuff in terms of the ozone holes and... Uh, the hurricanes yeah. and the other things? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you going to get your uh, caller? Yes, let's take the caller. Uh, I think Jeff in Idaho. Go ahead with your question or, or comment. Uh, hi, Dr. Eagle. Hi, Ann. Hey, I have hi, three Jeff. interconnecting things. Um, uh, when you mentioned the 565 count near Idaho Falls, I think what yeah. that is is that's the, um, that's the barium strontium uh, that is being boiled up in the uh, Pioneer Fire that's been going since July, uh, July 16th, 16 <gasps> With the Fukushima oh. particles of tritium making the barium and strontium highly radioactive in the 600 to 800 kV gamma range, the yeah. next thing is the um, the uh, let's call it the Hudson hurricane has probably put the stress in from James McKinney's work on that yeah. that fault that was at 84 degrees uh, up in the yeah. uh, higher altitude. Next yeah. thing is uh, if you study dangerous imagination, silent assimilation, uh, Harold Klaus Vila's work, the chemtrails are basically. Uh, uh, barium strontium titanate, and they're a nonlinear crystal of 6,000, and uh, they're converting infrared to ultraviolet. What you'll notice is there's a lot more uh, foliage that's been growing uh, with this chemtrailing in the past few years that people will notice uh, because the ultraviolet increase is higher. And what you're going to find is nanobacteria that's in the upper atmosphere is basically landing on the top surface from the chemtrailing on the top of the Greenland ice sheet, making a dark absorber to melt the stuff. And then the uh, the Iceland volcano network is melting underneath, but you could have some some harp things to move the 2050.org agenda forward faster. And this is why they want the 13 megacities in the center of uh, America. When you when you slide off the Greenland ice sheet, this is like when Antarctica ice sheet slid off many many ages ago in you know the old uh, the old histories. Right. And this is probably. Uh, Denmark wants the mining rights to all of Greenland. It's never been uh, mined. It's it's more valuable than any property on the land. So those are the three things I have to look at. Yeah, Very good. That's interesting uh, comments, Jeff. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks.
You're going to have to play it back on slow-mo, just like uh, when I, uh, you or I talk, Ann, in order for people to grasp all that amazing information. Back in a moment. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced Wave Moisture Control Units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively. Effectively over 15 years, they've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now, and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. Prepare. Don't despair at www.bugoutpanama.net. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. 
AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more, plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. Welcome back. Uh, Jeff uh, said a lot of really interesting things there. I'm going to kind of summarize and uh, validate some of the things he mentioned. Firstly, the nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere are inserted by the uh, United Nations. The one that proposed it was the World Constitution Parliament Association, Dr. Isley, who I had a chance to personally speak to for an entire evening in uh, March of 1997. Uh, and what people should start to understand is that the nanoparticles are barium, strontium, thorium, and aluminum. These nanoparticles are all paramagnetic. They do have an effect on changing the frequency of spectra of radiation, but they're primarily what's called a radiomagnetic and what's called a gravitonic mirror. So they can use, be used for what's called torsion field imaging to image mineral resources underneath the Earth and military bases in, in ancient cave systems that you can see from space up to miles deep in the crust of the Earth. Uh, they uh, also are used to actually steer weather systems through the jet stream and can also affect and trigger off by setting up harmonic resonant frequencies, tectonic uh, release of energy causing earthquakes and volcanoes, and uh, literally you know, weaponizing the planet. So there's multiple uses, including torsion field imaging to map out resources. Uh, one of the side effects you mentioned was UV conversion because ultraviolet light is dramatically increasing. In fact, after Fukushima, the damage to the upper ozone layer increased the amount of ultraviolet light to the ground, which would have sped up this process in Iceland dramatically. Uh, he referred to the 13 super cities that were proposed, and I think there's been almost 40 meetings between Obama and the uh, Resilient Cities Project, which they plan on having 13 super cities of 5 million people uh, by 2030, and that the population of America will reduce to about 65 to 68 million. Uh, so whatever the heck they plan on doing, they want to have them in southern United States from southern Colorado to the Four Corners area and no population on the coastal areas, either the southern coast or eastern or western coast of the United States. None. No towns or cities, nothing. Everything in these super cities where you have compact, super, we call micro apartments, and each of the cities are connected together as five super cities of five million roughly each. That, believe it or not, this sounds like sci-fi, but they have been meeting many, many times. They're backed by people like Soros and the Global Billionaires, and uh, they know something. Now, the Russians are building all kinds of drilling into the Southern Caucasus Mountains. They have two of the largest underground uh, bases in the world, and one of them called Yamantov Mountain. Uh, and it's variously estimated they can stave and have in, in underground anywhere from half a million to two million people in each of these facilities. Um, they're everywhere, North Korea, China, South America. There's underground bases all over the world. And we talked to Jonathan Gray, 
there, his research and actually going through tunnel systems in South America, there's tunnels that run all the way from Central America right down to the southern tip of Chile. And some of these are very, very ancient. In fact, my contacts, uh, you, you know, um, uh, the guys who were working on the tunnel machines, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? That worked on deep under, underground military bases? Well, the so, tunnel so, I know about is, goes between England and France. No, these, these tunneling machines are using sodium-cooled nuclear reactors with impact lasers to hit the rock face and blow the side debris. So they have zero debris, and they, create, they drop a tri-radiate fiber-optic cable and vacuum out the tunnel so there's literally no air in them, and they're obsidian. So there's uh, no debris, and uh, the maglev trains go through it and up to Mach 2 underground. And uh, when they actually are looking at ancient tunnels that they discovered in Baja, California, and it would be uh, my contact. I took care of one of the, actually one of the tunnelers, the tunneler guys that works on these new sodium-cooled nuclear reactor tunneler machines. And in the mid-90s, they were tunneling at 7 to 11 miles, depending on the rock type and material, 7 to 11 miles per day. Not for months or per year, per day. And uh, people have no idea the advanced technology we have and how desperately they're actually shunting money to these other projects. In fact, the primary reason for the drug trade worldwide, including Afghanistan, the CIA, etc., is to shuttle up to $2 trillion worldwide per year from the U.S. government alone, that doesn't even include other countries, into these deep underground uh, military bases, dumbs, we call it. Most of the money goes off to corporations like Bechtel Corporation, etc., that supply and build them and connect them for fiber optic cables and do all kinds of stuff. And people don't realize that a lot of the conventional uh, bases, some of them are pretty old around Washington, D.C., are connected to these, we call these high speed Meglev uh, train tunnels that can travel across the ocean floor, under the ocean floor, and all over the world. And, and people don't really they think it's all sci fi, and it's not. It's not sci fi, it's real. But the primary source of funding is the drug trade. The reason for the drug trade and why they're pushing it so much, especially destroying the inner cities, is they aren't rebuilding infrastructure. They're getting ready for catastrophic world events between now and 2030, and they're building these bases all over the place for whatever population's left. That's the facts. Pretty weird, eh? Well, I think that's one reason they put the women in the military, is because they want, the, they want, the, they want to breed a super race. Uh, with the, with the uh, CRISPR protocol plus, it's easy to do that. You create transhumans as well. So uh, that's not something that's sci-fi anymore. Uh, the Isle of Dr. Moreau is real. Um, uh, so pretty strange stuff, isn't it? Pretty strange stuff. I'm sure glad he called in because he had a lot of good information. Remember, uh, I think it was Phil, what was his last name? Uh do you remember the uh, the guy Phil? I think it was was it Phil Schneider? I'm trying to think. Remember the Dumbs uh, deep underground military bases? Uh, yeah, I think it was Phil, right? His colleague actually was working on the dumb dumb machine. I took it was one of my patients, believe it or not. No, I don't remember. Him. I have other names, but I don't have that one. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Phil. Yeah. So anyway, so um. Let's go. Let's go on to the biosecurity and other issues because I think it's important to understand uh, the Zika virus is freaking people up. But it's interesting the government's applying virtually no money to deal with this problem, and they're all now spraying toxic sprays that by themselves are toxic to fetuses and to people. And uh, 
they're spraying in areas where it's not going to get the vector of mosquitoes that actually carry Zika. It's going to hit other mosquitoes and insects and hurt people and animals. So it's not going to stop the mosquitoes. In the same way with the release of the Oxitec 513A gene uh, frame mosquitoes, it's not going to stop the spread of the virus because there's enough ambient tetracycline. The gene complex can't work to get rid of the population. So everything they're doing is wrong, and it's actually increasing toxicity in the, in the atmosphere around Miami and these other areas of South Florida. Yeah, the governor was on the news um, right about noon, and he said that they have uh, made the, the emergency area smaller. It used to be one square mile, and now it's like half a square mile or a quarter square mile. They, they are claiming success in the spring of Nalid. But, of course, you and I know that that didn't happen. So uh, well, they're setting they, it up. How can they claim success when these mosquitoes can breed in as little as a drop of water under an underhang underneath your roof or in a, in a pot inside your kitchen? Uh, it's silly. I mean, uh, the, the kind of mosquitoes they're going to hit and the kind of insects they're going to hit with these pesticides, the people, uh, are not going to ultimately eliminate the vector or now the, the the infections that's going to get in the local animals like mice and voles and cats and dogs and people, and they are now going to vector it back and forth, and it'll become endemic in the population. Yes, I agree, and I think that uh, they made a mistake. You know, they knew that only twenty uh, percent of the people showed any symptoms, and yet they did nothing to test the travelers that came in from. Uh, the endemic areas of Zika. Yeah, and they couldn't just test for the virus. They should do PCR testing, and they also should test different bodily fluids. As you mentioned, they can clear the virus from sera, which is used for most testing in a week. It can clear from whole blood in two months, but it can stay in the endocervix forever, or in distant organs like the ovaries and testicles forever. So it can be a permanent sexually transmitted disease, and if it finds its way, say, from the sinus cavity into the brain, it may persist there, causing neurodegeneration forever. So, you know, we have a lot of unknowns. But what we do know is whatever screening they're doing now is totally inadequate. Absolutely. I, I agree with you absolutely on that one. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the ozone hole. Yeah. Okay, there is an I look. You know, NASA looks at the stratosphere every day, and uh, about three days later we get a picture of it. So this picture is from the 16th of August, about three days ago. And the ozone hole in the stratosphere is north of Canada, and it's over the Arctic Circle. And I don't, um, yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, and of course, across the United States, uh, the stratosphere is very thin. I wouldn't call it a hole, but uh, we are getting more UV at ground level. Let's talk about the weather now. We had that uh, tropical downpour. In Louisiana, now the National Weather Service calls it something else. Yeah, you had, an interesting, you had an interesting term last week you called it. What did you call it? A rain? Rain bombs or something? Yeah, well, that was just my, my uh, term. But a uh, tropical uh, downpour is uh, very <laughs> more suggestive. What the National Weather Service describes it as... It's called an inland shared tropical depression. Now, this yeah. is disingenuous, ingenious, because it wasn't a depression. There was no low there. The low was over Texas, and as it spent, as it spinned counterclockwise, it forced the um, 
the rain, the uh, water vapor saturated air north, and that's why it came in up the Mississippi Valley and then into the Ohio Valley. And we had flooding here in in St. Louis from that uh, from that. Well, I don't think it's super saturated, but it's pretty close to super saturated air with uh, rain. The temperature in the Gulf of Mexico was 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and the temperature of the air was well over 100. Uh, the heat index was like 110 or 115. So what happened is you had a combination of uh, more evaporation because the water was so warm and then more uh, more acceptance of the water vapor in the air because the air was so warm. So, right. you know, the, the, the yeah, air so filled ba- with ba- the A better sponge, in other words. The moisture sponge. It, it was a moisture sponge. And, uh, but to call it an inland sheared tropical depression is, is not right. There was no tropical depression there. Right. I think tropical downpour would be much more accurate. The low was over Texas, and because it was a counterclockwise spin, it was pushing that moisture-laden air north. And, of course, the air over the Midwest was very hot because we were having record heat. Right. And we were having... Um, heat in the seas of 110 so there was there was plenty of air to absorb all that moisture and uh, and uh, what happened was that uh, then it did saturate the air and it just it just flooded down and so it had nothing to do with being a monsoon it had nothing to do with being a tropical low but it was a tropical downpour and we're going to see more of these as the temperatures rise. The temperature in the Gulf of Mexico will probably continue to rise, and uh, we will probably continue to see more more uh, heat in the air in the Midwest, which means that the, the tropics are expanding northwards. Right. So, but we are now going to be part of the tropics. And so the things that you see in the tropics, like afternoon rain, like in Florida, you know, every afternoon it rains, right? Right. And we're going to start seeing that. It's not going to be uh, associated with wind. It's not going to be associated with any jet stream movement. It's just going to rain. <laughs> it's a tropical downpour. Right. Now, this one, this was the first one. And uh, what they've decided, they used to say that, or I used to think, that, for instance, the Corn Belt, which goes from Indiana to Illinois to Missouri to Iowa to Nebraska to Kansas, would just move north. Well, it's not, because we're still growing corn in the Corn Belt, but now the Corn Belt has expanded north, and it's they're growing corn up in uh, South Dakota and North Dakota, and pretty soon it'll be in Canada. Right. Now, this is a good thing. We're going to have record corn crop this year because of the expansion of the Corn Belt. And that's a good thing because Brazil had a drought and they don't have any corn to sell. So that means that at least we're gonna have corn that we can sell to China and Europe and whoever else is gonna buy it. And uh, we will have plenty for ourselves too. Now what Australia is doing with their corn and their wheat, they had a bumper crop this year and they're building more silos. They're not selling it. They're building more silos. Because oh, really? they're starting to understand that these um, these extremes in 
and rain and drought are going to keep happening. Uh, one year, yeah, one so or two years. The, that's the Joseph principle. I almost remember the prophecy of Joseph, which is a sap trap of, of Egypt. Uh, he came in and prophesied to the, uh, to the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh said, you're so smart, I'm going to put you in touch because of this prophecy of this dream he interpreted about the seven oh, right. fat yeah. years and seven lean years. So I called it the Joseph Principle. So the Aussies are smart. They must have read their Bible to realize we're heading into a time of great famine. So the fat years are soon going to be over and the lean years are going to start. And we're going to see global famine in China where they have superstorms now. And there's literally unbelievable flooding and superstorms in China. People don't get the news because for some reason or other when you turn on BBC or regular news, all you hear about is Trump or Hillary Clinton or something stupid like Lochte lighting about his wallet being stolen. You don't get real news about what's happening in these other countries because many places on earth, they're heading toward massive, immediate, and catastrophic famine right now. Yes, and we would be wise to do something similar. That is, we need to store enough grain to hold us over at least one year. Well, I think we should actually start planning toward a seven-year period because the problem is that we're going to have to start growing a lot of crops indoors in, uh, you know, in types of buildings and so on that can be climate-proof. We need to also start steering these storms with our climate technology we have so that we can counteract it because what we've done by inserting these nanoparticles, which Jeff talked about in Idaho, is we've interfered with the normal spectrum of, infra- of ultraviolet light. We've also, by putting those nanoparticles up, we've interfered with the jet stream, which is also not only interfered by drilling at the Macondo site and breaking up the North Atlantic drift and loop current, but we've also screwed up the... Uh, the normal things that are now thrown off by the sun and by this dwarf star out there because it's changing the uh, volcanism earthquakes and the solar wind, for example, from the sun is completely different. So, you know, it's a different world right now and a different solar system than we were used to. And that's going to have some big, big bad effects on us, and we're not, we're not really planning for it. We hear the 2030 agenda in the resilient cities, but it means what they're doing is they're trying to make a place for a residual population, not saving the vast majority of people on Earth that, that are going to die from famine and all the consequences of that, which includes war. Seven years. All right. Well, that's a big goal. But we can do it. Yeah. Well, we've got to start with at least... Uh, I think right on, then, I think that we need to start preparing for catastrophic famine. I guess the Aussies must have read their Bible and know the Joseph Principle. The Australians will take care of themselves. They're, they're, they're a survivor. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. 
You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. Hi, this is Dr. Bill Deagle of the NutriMedical Report. Broadcast from 12 to 3, Monday to Friday, Central Standard Time. We cover medical issues, geopolitical, spiritual, and others. And you're welcome to call in. Shopping for the truth and uh, appreciate good questions and comments by Jeff. Uh, Jeff, what we want to do is kind of have some more dialogue too, to expand on this on uh, these uh, scientific principles. A lot of these things you when you start connecting the dots and you look at things like the Resilient Cities Project, Agenda Twenty Thirty, and others, it's uh, it's like B movie scary stuff. It's like you got to be kidding, but this stuff is really happening, and uh, a lot of the policies on the surface. Uh, people are not aware of what's going on behind the scenes, are they? So, um, and, and any other comments you want to make about this in terms of uh, biosecurity uh, preparation? For example, I tell people if you're going to a biosecure insecure area like Zika, take Allison Med. Um, you know, start taking things like nutrient defense to prevent the virus from getting embedded in your. In your in your system and your cells, because it becomes an intracellular uh, stealth pathogen. Um, well, and, uh, I think the I think I think what Zika now is it's going to be endemic in the United States. There's no doubt in my mind. And you're going to have to protect yourself because you don't know that it's not going to make you make you uh, unable to bear children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we are able to do with Bapathia and hunter function by the Russian Space Agency, and I, I be, be seldom, by the way, and I train people how to use them, and we actually are going to make them peripheral, if you call extensions, along with the QRA of Nutramedical, 
uh, using biophotonic diagnostics, you can actually see extracellular and intracellular pathogens with this device that actually scan you and actually tell you what pathogens they have. And it's amazing how people have chronic, for example, influenza virus in their body uh, or the we call the immunological imprint of them causing immunological changes. Uh, Zika viruses, RNA virus is one of those. A lot of people are not aware of this, but many of the infections, mycobacterial, fungal, viral, and spirochete, uh, can cause chronic immunological changes in your body that can have epigenetic ASCII catastrophic effects. And uh, we have ways of treating it, but conventional medicine has nothing. And if you're not aware that it's there, whether you do advanced immunology like immunosciences in Beverly Hills or do a uh, test with a metapathia device, which actually will seek and find these harmonic resonant patterns of these particular pathogens, you need to realize it's going to have nasty effects on your epigenetics. Uh, upregulating inflammation, causing cancer, and doing neurodegenerative changes and changing the induction of various control mechanisms of your endoplasmic reticulum and production of, of structural proteins and enzymes. So, you know, the average doctor is... When I start getting into these terms, they're so lost, they don't even know when to start at kindergarten level, to be honest with you. And it doesn't matter if they're up to specialties. Uh, if you even talk to people that are in infectious disease, they're not even doing all the testing of the ambient viruses in the area, let alone mycobacteria and intracellular pathogens or immunological markers that actually tell you that there's a stealth infection present. So uh, I tell you right off the bat, if you're traveling to Florida, take Allison Med and Nutrient Defense right off the top, and you can take Nutridine. It's really important to understand that don't assume that you're going to be safe. And there's a lot of new pathogens out there, both fungal, mycobacteria, etc., that you need to protect yourself from. There are no conventional therapies that are without horrifying side effects that are available to help you. You can take long-term, but we have a whole range of things that can help you. Thank Thanks you for well. being here, Dr. Bates. Thank you, man. You did an amazing job. We'll try to connect tomorrow um, and do an uh, update and recap of a bunch of these shows now that we've got all our equipment fixed up. We'll be back. I will, uh, I will be available. All right. And, uh, and our host with the most, Michelle, is here with your questions on firing line, the uh, line to, to determine what health protocols you need in order to get well. We'll be back in just a moment with Michelle. She's here with her glass of water, her books, your emails. 888-212-8871 is a call-in number to give your questions and comments to Michelle. We'll be back in a moment. have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best, complete, nutritious meal placement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 